Welcome, weary travelers, to the great big universe of Excess Press. This is a weekly podcast to bring you the news of the Disney theme parks and resorts. Witness for yourselves the wonders of Excess Press. And now, let's begin. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of XS Press. My name is Matt and I'm the host of this Disney Theme Parks News Podcast and this is episode 18. And this is going to be kind of different from what I've been doing in the past. Uh, I have been doing weekly roundup news uh, about the Disney theme parks but uh, this is going to be the first time where I'm putting out a second episode uh, per week. Uh, now I had mentioned on a few episodes back that uh, I'm going to be inter- interviewing cast members soon, previous cast members, and uh, I kind of felt like doing a show where you guys get to know me a bit. Um, I feel like I haven't really talked about myself too much. Um, um, I mean, I definitely have, but not to an extent of like why I love Disney and why I got into it, and and just like I, I want to tell you guys like my Disney past and just a little bit about me. So for the next, uh, well, I don't know how long this is going to take, but hopefully no more than an hour. I mean, maybe less, but we'll we'll see. But I'm going to kind of run you through like how I got started in the Disney and how it kind of changed my life and how I wanted to uh, how I wanted to start the podcast. So. But I'm just going to kind of jump right into it. Uh, I don't want to do any more hesitations here. But so again, you guys all know me. My name is my name is Matt. Um, I'm 30 years old. Uh, I was born in 1988. I currently reside in New Jersey and I've pretty much lived here my entire life except for the one year I lived in Boston. And I love that year. It was phenomenal. Um, I actually graduated college with a degree in graphic design and currently I am a uh, full-time web designer for a large corporation. Uh, my A lot of my hobbies include photography, videography. Uh, I have a YouTube channel. If you want to check that out, uh, you could just search Matt Zabita, Z-A-B-I-T-A, and you should be able to find my channel over there. Uh, I'm starting to dabble in wedding photography, so you'll see that I, like, I just put up my first video uh, not too long ago. But yeah, some of my other hobbies, I'm a, I'm a big video gamer, which I've mentioned on the show in the past, uh, and I'm a huge cinephile. Uh, I go to the movies about like one to two times a week. Uh, I see a lot of movies. Uh, tomorrow I'm seeing Bohemian Rhapsody. Some of my favorite movies this year were Upgrade, uh, Annihilation, uh, Avengers, of course, a lot of great movies. Um, but yeah, so I, I see a lot. I just, I love going to the theater. It's just, my, it's my thing. Um, but uh, I've been married for about a year and a half now to my lovely wife, Melissa, and I will discuss her a bit more later on the show. But um, but that's just kind of like the, the, the quick introduction of me, but 
I, I like I said, I want to discuss how I fell in love with Disney and my history with it. Um, so I think my earliest memory of Disney is when my mom had come back from a trip to Disney World and it was either like late 1993 or early 1994 and she had actually worked in sales and she was one of the top performers in the state for her company. Uh, and because of that, she actually won a trip to Disney World. Uh, and when she came back, she brought my sister and I uh, merchandise from The Lion King. And I remember her telling us, or at least this is what she told us, but uh, she had told us that uh, we, we wouldn't really know exactly what it is, but we will very soon. And of course, uh, in June of 1994, The Lion King actually came out into theaters. And that's the first Disney movie I can remember seeing in a movie theater. And I just remember falling in love um, with The Lion King. So my, my parents had actually, they decided to book a trip for us to Walt Disney World in the year of 1994. And I remember having one of those like really thick guidebooks to like Walt Disney World. It's like the official guidebook to Walt Disney World. I, I can't remember. I don't, do they even make those anymore? I haven't looked in a long time. I, I, they'd, be, they'd probably be pretty interesting to read. I'd love to like get one. Maybe I could look on eBay to see if they have one from like 1994. I would love to see like what kind of information they have in that book. But I just remember looking through it, uh, mostly because I just looking. I like looking at the pictures. Uh, that's really the only reason I I did it at the time. I mean, I was only six years old. So, but uh, but yeah. So our our first trip. Uh, to Walt Disney World was in November of 1994. Um, remember, I said I lived in New Jersey, and we we picked that time to go because uh, most people know there is a thing called Jersey Week, uh, or where pretty much um, Jersey Week is like a week that's really busy. It's the first week in November at Disney World, and that's because teachers have like these big conventions. Uh, for like two or three days uh, from what I understand like it lasts like almost a full week now um, So but yeah because of that and we we had a few days off from school uh, We didn't have to take too much time off So that's why we went in November because of those special two days that the teachers had to go to conventions so uh, but yeah, on the trip, it was me, my two sisters, and my mom and dad. So at the time, I was six years old. My one sister, she was seven, and the other was 16. Uh, we had stayed at the cabins at Fort Wilderness. Um, and from my memory, I can't really remember too much about the trip. But I do remember playing inside of the cabin and what it looked like when we stayed there. Um, and I remember just hanging out, like making breakfast in the morning. Uh, but beyond that, it's kind of hard for me to remember anything. Like, I don't really remember going to the parks or things that we ate. I, I really can't remember anything beyond, beyond the cabin. Uh, and I, I do actually, you know what? I, I do remember the boat rides, but that's, that's about it. Um, but during, during that trip, my dad had brought his VHS camcorder and he got pretty much about I think it's like two hours worth of footage I mean that's all you can hold on a VHS back in the day um, and uh, most of the recordings of that day were from the MGM Studios uh, now known as Hollywood Studios and uh, also a day at the Magic Kingdom uh, we were there for like almost a I think close to like a full week so he only really captured two days of that trip so 
I know we went to Epcot. I don't remember anything about Epcot. I mean, I might have went on Horizons when I was that age. Like, I, I should probably talk to my mom to see what we had done on that trip because I, I really don't remember anything like, at all. Um, but thankfully for that video, it kind of it, it helped me <laughs> because on that video, like, it had us watching the parade, uh, the, the one parade, um, Aladdin's Royal Caravan. I don't know if everyone's ever seen that, but at the end, there was like a huge genie. Uh, look it up, Aladdin's Royal Caravan. Uh, so we watched that parade. That's what's on the VHS. And there was also us um, in playing in the Honey, I Shrunk the Kids area. I remember he recorded the whole pre-show to um, what's it, what, the Muppet Show, the Muppet Muppets in 3D. Uh, we, he also recorded the entire Backlot uh, ride, the Backlot uh, studio ride. And then he even taped Star Tours, so like I have, I have that old version of Star Tours on there, and there was a lot more from from that day. And then while we were in the Magic Kingdom, he recorded the Mickey Mania, uh, Mickey Mania Parade. Mickey Mania. Sorry for my terrible singing. Maybe I'll put in a uh, a clip here so you, so you guys can listen. But uh, yeah, he, he he even recorded a whole thing of Splash Mountain, um, like the, the entire ride of Splash Mountain's on there. And then there was even an old uh, Lion King show. Uh, it was a lot of just puppets. And I think Rafiki was the only one that was like an, an actual human, uh, like or a person dressed up as the character. But a lot, otherwise, it was just like puppets and animatronics. Um, and that Mickey's Phil Hard Magic is where that show used to uh, to live. So after that trip, I remember just watching that whole movie over and over and over. I mean, I watched it all the time. Um, and some of the other things I watched too is, some of you might remember this, but I had also watched that Disneyland sing-along video. Uh, I found out later in life that I wasn't the only kid that watched this. A lot of my friends actually grew up watching that video as well. It was like, it was about 30 minutes and it was all like uh, popular Disney songs uh, and it all featured like kids having fun at Disneyland, uh, like they did Step in Time. Uh, I remember Grin Grin and Ghost was one. I think Zippity Doodah was one of the songs that was sang. But yeah, it was like a really great sing along. Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the Magic Kingdom of Disneyland. Step in time, you step in time. 
And because of that, that made my love for like Disney grow even more as a kid. So between watching the home movie and that sing-along video, I was, I was pretty much in love with the Disney parks. Um, but it wasn't until 1988 that our, our family had gone on our next trip. Um, so about a, like a year or so uh, after, after the trip, um, or sorry, a year or so before the trip, my parents had ordered uh, a vacation planning video. One of those, it used to come on VHSs back in the day. Um, and again, I watched that all the time. It, and it just got me really excited about the next trip. Um, maybe you guys have seen like you can actually go find these on youtube now like old like i know there's one youtube channel i can't remember the, the name of it off the top of my head but he they have like recordings of every single year that like the vacation planning video was out so like all, all of them during the 90s so like i was able to find um some of uh i was able to find the video that i used to watch all the time and you know what i'll, I'll play some of that uh some of that clip right here Adventureland takes you from the wildest jungles of Africa to the rowdiest town of the Caribbean. Frontierland features a whole range of excitement, from the runaway mine train on Big Thunder Mountain to the five-story drop on the incredible Splash Mountain. I left my heart up at the top of the thing. It was great. Liberty Square is where all the nation's leaders throughout history come to life for an amazing debate. Next door in the Haunted Mansion, some 999 spirited ghosts scare up their own version of history. There's chains and doors knocking and weird, lots and lots of weird noises. And we're going into the tunnel and the guy jumped out and got right in my face. So I do remember this trip a bit more. Again, this was uh, in November of uh, 1998. Again, we went during that teacher's convention week. Um, but uh, I, I remember a lot of it. But Well, I, I remember some, but not as much as I wish that I could. At, at this time, I was 10 years old. Um, so for this trip, my, my parents really wanted to stay at the Wilderness Lodge. But due to a lot of construction, they, they decided not to. Uh, at the time, Disney was actually building um, the the Disney Vacation Club Villa, which is uh, now known as Boulder Ridge. Um, so they were building that uh, at during that time. So instead, we actually stayed at one of its neighbors over uh, at we stayed over at the Grand Floridian. Uh, and I actually remember as a kid just loving this resort. Um, we had I just remember having a great view of the Magic Kingdom, and I just remember always at nighttime we would hear the wolf howl from the Haunted Mansion at nighttime, and I could hear that from our, our balcony. Um, I, there's, I wonder if he still howls at night, because I can't, I don't remember. Uh, I mean, we stayed at uh, Bay Lake Towers, but I don't think I remember hearing him howl. Ha uh, howl. Um, anyway, so, but yeah, I just have that, that memory of hearing the wolf howl. Um, and I remember always going to the food court, and I remember just loving the onion rings that they serve there. I don't know. I doubt they're the same onion rings. I mean, it's oh wow. I just realized it's 20 years later now. But uh, but I remember I loved the onion rings there. I remember every time we went to the food court, I would always ask for onion rings. Um, but there, on this trip, there is one memory that stands out the most when it comes to Disney World. 
Um, and that's something that's stuck with me my entire life. Uh, and on this trip, it was just, it was, it was me, uh, my sister, the one who's a year older than me. Um, oh yeah, I forgot to mention before the first trip, it was my, so I have two sisters. One sister is a year older, uh, on, um, my other sister, she is 10 years older than me. So in 1994, I was six, my sister was seven, my other sister was 16. On this trip, it was only me and my other sister who is a year older. So at the time, we were both 10 and 11. Um, so it was just it was just us and then my mom and my dad. Uh, my mom, my sister, and I, we had actually flown out in the morning. And my dad actually had to take us take a later flight and meet us that night. So me, my mom, and my sister, we went to the Magic Kingdom that day. And we ended up going on extraterrestrial alien encounter and we didn't really know what it was um but this attraction just scared the living daylights out of my sister and i i mean we were terrified uh the whole time we were holding on to our mom for dear life and i just remember my mom having this like sinister i wouldn't say sinister laugh but she was she was just like laughing hysterically because she just thought it was hilarious um while me and my sister are like grasping on to her um, but I, I honestly, well, I'll, I'll never forget that. It's been a, a memory that's stuck um, with me my entire life. And uh, I remember we went on it a second time to show our dad. And we, were, my sister and I were still really scared. But by the third time, we were totally fine and, and could enjoy the attraction. So I, I talked about this on one of the first episodes of the podcast. But because of extraterrestrial alien encounter... Uh, it's how I got the name of the show, Excess Press. Uh, so if you don't know anything about the ride or the attraction, uh, I'll give you a, a brief rundown. Um, so in the ride, there's a company called Excess Tech. By now, you must be wondering how Excess Tech can help you seize the future. Well, wonder no more. Here to show you how is our most advanced cyberbotic performance unit to date. Ah, welcome. We're in travelers to the great big universe of XS. You may call me Sir. That is S I R, which stands for Simulated Intelligence Robotics. What do you want, Skippy? No, you may not get out. You're our lucky volunteer. Now, dear friends, you're probably asking, what could the galaxy's leader in sophisticated technology possibly do for me? Well, how would you like to travel anywhere, anytime, at the touch of a button? Science fiction? No. Behold, the XS Series 1000. The first in a complete line of personal and commercial teleportation systems capable of sending bright-eyed biological life forms like yourselves and even lower life forms like Skippy from one place to another instantly. In a moment, I will break down our fuzzy little friend into a mass of molecules, send those molecules through the air above your head, and reconstruct them in the tube over here as good as new. And now, witness for yourselves the wonders of XS teleportation. 
one of the process has begun. Disintegration into molecular components. Don't worry, it's practically painless. The molecules are beamed to the receiving chamber where atom by atom we reconstruct our carefree travel. And here's the little skipper now. Oh, shut up, Scruffy. You're not burned. You've just got a healthy glow. You just reminded me of a feature that I absolutely love. With the mere touch of a button, the entire process can be reversed. Bon voyage! And this is my favorite. It can be suspended indefinitely. My dear friends, you've just witnessed a small sample of the awesome power of XS teleportation. But wait, there's much more. Imagine if the trip were not merely the width of this room, but the breadth of a galaxy, the span of a universe. Well, imagine no more, because soon one of you will be taking that trip. One of you will seize the future with excess. And they create a teleportation device. Um, in in the pre-show area, there's like a quick test of the device where a cute little creature called Skippy is about to be teleported like across the room from one tube to the next. Uh, well, the test tube doesn't go so well and Skippy comes out looking, not looking so hot. Uh, you you kind of see that the technology is flawed. He's got like burns and he's he's all he's like covered in soot or he was just he's like charred up uh he's just he's just not looking very good um so after the pre-show room the guests uh then enter a room that has stadium seating uh and that surrounds uh, a big teleportation tube in the middle uh so you sit down in a seat and a shoulder harness goes over you uh, pretty much if, if you've ever been on Stitch's Great Escape, it's the same thing. So it's just, yeah, you're in that chamber. But um, so, yeah, the the idea is that one member of the audience was going to be teleported. Uh, but at the last minute, the chairman of Excess Tech uh, was going, he wanted to be teleported to meet all of the audience. Uh, instead, things go wrong and a big winged creature is sent instead. Uh, it breaks out and creates. Uh, creates just absolute chaos uh you you can hear it flying around and you could hear it it's like jumping on people so like the shoulder harnesses like press down on you to make it sound like he's he's jumping on you and then you could hear like at one point in the ride the 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 creature starts he grabs like a, a technician to help turn the lights back on and he he starts like eating the technician like you could hear him munching on like another human and then like so water would get sprayed at you but i, I think it's supposed to simulate blood i mean this was a bit intense for magic kingdom uh and i mean this this ride at, at 10 years old was just horrifying uh and i mean it's it's no wonder that it's not at the magic kingdom anymore but 
man, that uh, that memory has always stuck with me, and it's it's still my favorite attraction to this day. Um, so again, I mean, that's why I named my podcast Excess uh, Press to pay homage to that attraction. Um, and it's honestly the fondest, my, my fondest memory of the, of the attraction and, of course, at Walt Disney World. Um, so excess press, press is like newspapers, like, oh, hot off the press, you know what I mean? So that's why I did not tech, but I went with excess press. So, uh, but yeah, so that's, that was our trip in 1998. Um, unfortunately, my dad didn't record anything there, but I just, I do have some photos from that trip. Um. But, uh, so yeah, we kind of move, so where do we go next? Okay, so in 2000, um, I actually visited Disneyland for the first time. Uh, my oldest sister, she had actually moved to California, and my other sister and I spent about three weeks living with her, uh, we, during one summer, or during the summer of 2000. Uh, my parents had been there for a week and actually took us all to Disneyland for a day, uh, and I just remember loving Pirates of the Caribbean. I mean, if you've ever been over there, the, Dis- the Disneyland version is so much better than the D- Disney World version. There's a few more drops. It's actually, it's much longer. Uh, I don't remember the exact times, but I feel like it's almost double what um, uh, the Disney World version is. But um, what I really like is at the beginning, uh, you actually float through the bayou in New Orleans Square. Uh, like it's at nighttime there's like a river there's a guy like playing his banjo in a cabin but you could also see the blue bayou restaurant so it's like a restaurant that you that are people just eating in there and it looks like it's nighttime out on the bayou like it's really cool um but after seeing that restaurant i i made it just one of my life goals to to eat there uh but i will uh talk a, a bit more about that later so um so yeah i love disneyland and my love for the parks still continued to grow. Uh, so fast forward to 2004, uh, my family booked our next trip to Walt Disney World. So at that time, I was 16 years old. Um, and it was just me, my mom, my dad, and my sister again, the one that's a year older. So she was 17. Um, but the good news is we finally got to stay at Worldliness Lodge, and we all just fell absolutely in love with it. Uh, I remember hanging out in the lobby as much as I could. I remember I would take a book and just read out there, um, and and I and I, I but I feel like I was just mostly people watching. I think that's what I was doing the most. Um, and come to think of it, I, I I feel like most of my memories from all of the tri- all of these trips were actually. The times that I spent at the resorts rather than the parks, because um, yeah, I mentioned it at ca- the Fort Wilderness Cabins. I remember it, and then um, Grand Floridian. I remember staying at the resort. Like I, yeah, I have yeah. Wow, all of my memories are from the resorts and not the parks themselves. Um, I mean, I guess like you you remember going on the attractions, and you uh, I, I guess you just remember vividly. Like I don't remember walking through the parks or doing anything in the parks, but you do remember the attractions. But um, but yeah, um, okay, yeah, what was I saying though? Um, but yeah, so anyways, bef- I mean, I don't, I honestly can't even remember much about that trip, even though I was 16. Um, I do remember telling myself that uh, I would never visit in August again uh, because of how much it rained and the humidity, um, and I still haven't been back in August, and I won't, <laughs> or July or June. Uh, but I mean, 
Any, anyways, I mean, I loved everything about the Wilderness Lodge, uh, and to, to this day, it's still my favorite resort. I mean, I went, as a kid, I went camping my entire life. We always went to Vermont. I mean, I never went to the Pacific Northwest, um, which is where uh, the Wilderness Lodge is based off of. But, I mean, the outdoors is like a, it's like a second home to me, and... I mean, my dream house is to own a log cabin. So stepping inside the Wilderness Lodge was was like a dream come true to me. Um, but after after that trip, um, things started changing my life. In in 2006, I graduated from high school and I started community college and pursuing my degree in graphic design. Um, but then in late 2006, my parents actually got separated and uh, they got a divorce. And after that, uh, I I became very independent and I relied on myself for most things um, I mean I went to school full-time and I was also working uh, about like 30 to 40 hours at a grocery store um, so my, my days were pretty long but I mean during that time the my love for the Disney parks never stopped um, in 2007, uh, I found out that Disney actually did a, a college program where students could go down to Walt Disney World or they can go to Disneyland and work as a cast member. And I just knew that I, I really, really wanted to do this. Um, so I actually, I ended up applying for it and I, I got an interview because I think the, how the process works, I don't know if it's different now, but I, I think I had to take like a personality test or like a situational test. And I guess if you do well enough for that, you'll get an interview. But I did get an interview and the interview went great. And I was actually accepted into the program. Um, and I just remember I, I couldn't have been happier at the time. Uh, I was going to be going, I, I would have done the, um, the extended fall program in 2007. Uh, so I think that would have been like from June or July until December of 2007. Um, and I, I had actually been given a role in merchandise. So I don't know what I would have done, but uh, it, it would have been a merchandise. Um, but I, uh, as you could see where I'm going with the story, but um. But yeah, I, I started crunching numbers to see if it was if it was feasible for me to do it. And financially, I was pretty much all on my own, and uh, it would it would be on me to support myself. And unfortunately, I just I, I knew I couldn't make it work. I had other bills to pay, and um, yeah, Disney Disney doesn't pay much, and I and I didn't think I could support myself enough while I was down there. Um, so I I had to turn down the opportunity. Uh, and it, it is one of the biggest regrets in my life, um, and I because I really wish I could have done it. But I mean, it, it would have totally changed my life uh, than to the one I have now. I mean, I absolutely love where I'm at in life, and I I don't have anything to complain about. Um, but it's just one thing that yeah, I wish uh, I wish I had the opportunity to do, and I kind of wish I I knew you could work for Disney. Uh, after you graduate from college that I didn't know because if I did I totally would have reapplied and done it again um, But so yeah, so my love for Disney still continued after that um, But now we're gonna fast forward to 2012 uh, So at this point I was out of college and I was working full-time uh, I was single and I was uh, I was using some dating websites at the time and I had I had gone on a, a bunch of dates and but they were pretty much all failures I had I think I had it for about like a year and a half or so 
Um, I, but I, I still have my profiles, but I kind of stopped using them. Um, and and every uh, every now and then I would get a message from someone and I would see if I was interested. Um, and most times I, I wasn't or I just didn't want to reply. But one day I, I got a message and I decided to respond. And we got to talking and she actually said uh, the reason she messaged me was because of one thing. Uh, uh, so on the I was using the website OkCupid and there was a question that you want, they want you to answer on your profile. And the question was, what is the most private thing you're willing to admit? And I thought this was a little embarrassing at the time, but uh, I had uh, answered by saying that I'm a huge fan of Disney and the theme parks. Uh, and it was because of that she had messaged me. Uh, and that woman just happens to be my wife today. Uh, so Melissa, who I've mentioned on the podcast before, I, I've asked her if she wanted to be on the show. And at some point she said she would. So one day I'll have to, I'll have to get her on here. Um, but uh, Melissa had actually grown up going to Disney World almost every year as a kid. Uh, her parents were Disney Vacation Club members, so they so they went pretty often. Uh, she loved Disney just as much as, as me, but I think today I, I love it a little bit more. Um, so after about like six months of dating, we, we started or we decided to start planning a, a, a Walt Disney World trip together. Uh, I mean, it, it actually had been nine months since my last trip to the parks. So as we were planning, that's when I started listening to podcasts. I didn't, I, I never, I never listened to any before that, but, um, I had, I had gotten a job where I was working a, a, like with design and, uh, I was able to listen podcasts like all day at work. So I, that's when I started listening to them. So. Uh, I was actually listening to a lot of uh, Disney-themed podcasts, um, so I listened to a, a lot of different ones over the years, but my favorites are WDW Radio by Lou Mangella. That's probably, he, he's he's an OG. He's one of the original Disney podcasts. He's been around for a long time, I'm sure. Uh, if you're listening to this show, you probably heard of his Um and then another favorite of mine was Inside the Magic, and that was done by Ricky Bergranti. Uh, Ricky Bergranti. Wow, Briganti. There we go. Uh, and he actually founded the website Inside the Magic. Is it .net or .com? I can't remember off the top of my head. But Inside the Magic it is a very well-respected Disney news website. Um, and he actually he started the podcast, and then it moved on to the news. So the, he he was an, an another. Uh, original Dizzy podcast back in like 2005 or six or something like that. Um, and then one of my other favorites is the Be Our Guest podcast uh, by Mike Rallman. Uh, he started his, I believe, in like 2008. I've been, I uh, saw so I'm a big fan of his. And then uh, one of my other favorites is Window to the Magic, uh, and that is done by Paul Berry. Um, so if you've never listened to any of those podcasts, I highly recommend doing so. Uh, WDW Radio is great for learning all about Disney and its history. Uh, he has a lot of good information on there. He's very, very knowledgeable about Disney history. He's, he's awesome. And then the Be Our Guest podcast. Uh, that is a fantastic trip planning podcast. Uh, he puts out three shows per week. This guy, this guy's an animal. He's, he's awesome. Um, 
But uh, yeah, then uh, but Window to the Magic is actually my favorite. Um, now what Paul does, uh, he's he actually walks around the theme parks and records binaural audio. Uh, so it makes it sound like you're actually walking uh, around the parks. So it's like it kind of gives you like a full 360 listening uh, atmosphere of like if you're in the parks, it's what you would actually be hearing. He's it's it's amazing. Um, He's been around, I think, since like 2006, and he has a great backlog of episodes. Uh, I listen to his shows all the time. I, I really do highly recommend checking it out. Um, if you're a fan of like Disney background music, it, you kind of can replace it with him walking around the parks, listening to background loops, going on rides. Uh, he, he gives some pretty good, uh, he gives great commentary. Um, but yeah, he's, he's great. I, um, I highly recommend checking that out. Um, so the, I call it the BOGP, um, short for the BRCast podcast. Um, so the BOGP and then the inside the magic podcast were really big inspirations for me to start my show. Um, inside the magic, I believe stopped in about 2015, um, but it was like a really great source for Disney Parks news. Um, and I never found another show like it. And that's kind of why I decided to create my own Disney Parks news. Like it was it was something I was really missing and I really loved his show. He, he had a weekly show just talking about not only Disney but like Universal and stuff like that. Uh, he, he was a great host and I, I really do miss that show. And unfortunately, it, I... I I tried to see if you can still listen to his shows. It's it's on like Apple, but for some reason the the shows just don't work anymore. So, um, but yeah, it's kind of unfortunate that's not around anymore. I know Ricky Borganti left Inside the Magic, and uh, he um, I know he's doing some bigger and better things. Uh, but he's he's doing what he's love. I I, I know that. So, but uh, but yeah, I do I do miss that show. But uh, it was because of BOGP and Inside the Magic is. Uh, is why I, I decided to create my own show, um, but it's it's because of those podcasts that my love for Disney grew even more. And when Mel- Melissa and I finally went on our own trip to WD, uh, WDW Walt Disney World uh, in October of 2013, I just like I couldn't have been happier. Um, and because I had I loved Wilderness Lodge, we decided to stay there once more. Um, so nine years later, after I stayed in Wilderness Lodge, we stayed there once more, and it was it was honestly just like the perfect vacation. It was it was great. Um, it was everything I missed Disney. Uh, I, it had been a while since I've been there, and I just uh, it was so good to be back over at Walt Disney World. Um, so then the following year, uh, in 2014, uh, Melissa and I we actually did a road trip down the coast of California. Uh, and we actually finished it with a three-night stay at the Disneyland Resort. Uh, we stayed at the Paradise Pier Hotel, and we had a great uh, view of both Disneyland and the California Adventure. Uh, and you betcha, I made sure we had a reservation to go eat at the Blue Bayou, and it was fantastic, um, and I absolutely loved it. So I'm really glad I got to eat at the Blue Bayou. It's still like one of the most popular restaurants over in Disneyland. Uh, and then in 2015, we actually experienced Dis- uh, Disney in a different way. Um, my wife and her family, um, we had actually went on a, 
uh, Adventures by Disney trip to Spain. Um, and if you're not familiar with Adventures by Disney, they pretty much do uh, tours all around the world to different college countries, and uh, they they know how to do they know how to take a trip. Tell you that much. Uh, Disney's Disney's fantastic. But um, my my wife and her family that they've actually been on a bunch of Adventures by Disney trips uh, already, uh, and they were nice enough to invite me along on this one. Uh, and it, it was pretty cool because the reason they chose Spain was because one of the tour guides uh, they had on a previous trip was going to be the guide on this trip. Uh, and they just loved him so much that her, her family uh, had chosen to go to Spain because of him. So that really says a lot um, about the people who Disney choose to guide these tours um, because he picked the destination because of him. So now I, w I won't go into much de detail on the trip, but uh, we had an absolute blast. Um, I mean, Disney really knows how to create a vacation, and I, I can't recommend uh, an Adventures by Disney trip enough. But if you want to hear me talk about it extensively, I was a guest on the Be Our Guest podcast, and I did talk about it. Um, on his show, every Monday is a trip report. Uh, from listeners so it could be if you on the beyond his show and talk about your trip report you can email him and he'll he'll try to put you on um, so so one of the Mondays that's every day like I said it's every day he releases a trip report uh, I was the guest um, so if you look it up uh, on episode uh, 916 of the be our guest podcast uh, I was on it so I will actually also link it in the show notes uh, so you can easily click to it um, if you want to have a listen. Uh, he is on uh, like Apple Podcasts and all the different platforms as well. So, But that was episode 916, and I'll make sure to link it in the show notes. So if you want to have a listen about uh, my uh, Adventures by Disney trip. And then in November of 2015... Uh, I proposed to Melissa, so we we start planning our wedding, and of course, uh, where else do you have a bachelor party uh, besides Walt Disney World? Um, so in 2016, I started planning it, and then in March of 2017, the eight of us, uh, my me, and my and my seven groomsmen, we went to Walt Disney World for my bachelor party. My father-in-law had given us DPC points, so we stayed in a two-bedroom villa over at the Bay Lake Tower. Uh, I mean, it was just an amazing time, um, and I, I do at some point uh, this upcoming uh, this upcoming holiday season, I do plan on recording a, like a roundtable discussion uh, with all of the guys that went on the trip to to talk about it. But again. Um, uh, if you want, I went on the Be Our Guest podcast show uh, once more and discussed the trip at length. Uh, and that episode is 1,156, so 1156. Uh, but I will also make sure to link it in the show notes if you wanted to take a listen to that. So me and the uh, the host of the, sh the podcast talk a lot about it. Um, but yeah. Um, but yeah, so then the most recent trip uh, was this past March to, uh, with my wife and some friends were down there as well. We met them, and so I mean, the my my love for the Disney parks continue today. Uh, I mean, I consume Disney 
almost every day whether it's listening to disney theme park radio stations uh like d park radio or magical mouse radio which is actually operated by mike rallman from the br guest podcast um or so i can i still i also consume lots of podcasts and i read a lot of news um but it all it all led to me creating uh my own disney podcast um, I mean, I, I honestly never thought of myself as a great speaker. Um, and so this, uh, this was going to be a huge challenge for me. Uh, my, it's funny. I was at a wedding this weekend. And I remember my, my one friend, he was, he reminded me, he's like, Hey Matt, remember that time where like you, when, whenever you would tell a story, you would be like, Oh, uh, you would get into the story. You'd be like, Oh, well, I'm, I'm sorry. I'm not really great at telling stories. Like that's something I would say all the time. I just, I, I was, I just felt I was never good at it. So, um, I'm. Hopefully, you guys are are still with me because this has been a very long story. But um, but yeah. So, I mean, I just, uh, I just, again, I just never thought of myself as a great speaker. But I, I just have s- such a love and passion for the Disney parks, and I just really wanted to start my own show. Uh, and honestly, the hardest part was actually just starting it. Um, it seemed like just a challenge. Uh, I mean, and it still is a challenge, but I, I absolutely love doing it so far. Uh, my goal has been to stay consistent, and I and I have been. Uh, it hasn't been easy, but uh, I, I just want to make sure I want to release a show every week, no matter how busy I am. Um, and luckily, it's actually gotten easier to produce the shows. I mean, it was God, it was terrible when I first started. It, it took me like five to six hours to maybe complete a show, but now it only takes me two hours pretty much like anywhere between 30 to an hour to record and then pretty much like an hour or so in post so uh so yeah it's been it's been great but but that kind of that kind of wraps it up with my my disney history spiel um but i mean i really hope you guys all enjoyed learning a bit about me and and how I fell in love with the Disney theme parks. Um, I mean, they've they've been a big part of my life for for a long time now, and will continue to be. Um, and I honestly, I can't see it going away anytime soon. And yeah, this this episode kind of is going to lead into the the new show that I'll be doing, or new episode per week, um, where I I have interviews with Disney cast members. So. Because uh, I, I, I'm going to be asking them a lot of, uh, well, I mean, I'm going to be asking them like how they got into Disney, like how they, how they started. I mean, it, it, I don't want it to be as in depth as, as what I did today, because I want to know more about like what they, what they did at um, the Disney parks. But uh, I, yeah, I do want to learn a little bit about their background. So I thought this would be a, a good opportunity for the the first episode of where i i guess i post it twice a week i don't know what you want to call it but bonus episode special episode i don't know whatever you want to call it but i thought it would be appropriate to 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 tell you a bit about me so but uh yeah that's um that's gonna wrap it up for i guess this next day i usually say i use my my line is uh that it's gonna wrap it up for this week's episode but uh i'm gonna have to change it i'm just gonna say that's gonna wrap it up for this episode how, how about that does that sound good all right perfect because it sounds good to me um so if you're if you're not subscribing to the podcast already uh you can do so over at apple Podcasts, google Podcasts, spotify stitcher 
uh, or Anchor or however you listen to podcasts. Um, and if you haven't checked out our website yet, you can do so over at excesspresspodcast.com and you can listen to the episodes there if you want. Uh, if you're so if you're like at work and you want to listen to uh, listen to it on the desktop, you can do that. Um, and if you're not following me on social media, you can find me at Excess Press Podcast on Instagram, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, but if you want to shoot me an email, you can do so at excesspresspodcast at gmail.com. Uh, and if you want, you can even contact me through the website as well. So that's it. And uh, just thanks for tuning in and for your continued support of the show. It really does mean a lot to me. So this is Matt from the XS Press Podcast signing off. Until next time, travelers. We hope to see you next week. And remember to seize the future with excess. Bon voyage. <laughs>